in verse 28, the Bible says, for it is because of him we live, we move, and have our very existence. All of us are existing here today, this morning, this moment, this time, because God wanted us here. It is a good thing to be in the presence of the Lord. It is an honorable thing to be in the presence of the Lord. You and I are privileged to even say that we are able to come in his presence. It is a privilege to be alive on today. Everybody didn't wake up with that privilege. For some reason or another, you and I did. And for that, you ought to be thankful throughout this day that God did something for you that you could not do for yourself. You are incapable of waking yourself up in the morning. You are incapable of blessing yourself with everything you need on a daily, on a daily basis. I am thankful this morning to be a part of the Lord's church. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful this morning that I found truth. And the Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The book says in John 8, 32, you shall know truth and it shall set you free. There is nothing like truth. Truth is absolute and it cannot change. It will remain the same. I would ask that you be finding, for some reason or another, Brother Taher prayed in his prayer, Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 16. I want to ask that you would be going to Matthew 5, verse 14 through verse number 16. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through verse number 16. Matthew 5. And we are thankful for those of you who um, have some kind and some type of black history attire on this morning. I do believe that we never should forget who we are. I said I think we should never forget who we are. <laughs> Oftentimes people forget who they are. And we are still uh, African-Americans. And should we say we are proud to be African-American? I know I am. And it is a blessing. And the reason why I'm glad to be African-American is because God wanted me. Y'all not hearing me what I'm saying. God wanted you to be African-American. And because of that, you should say like James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Verse 14, the Bible says, if you have it, say amen. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The Bible says, and don't go there, in Isaiah Chapter 2, where we were this morning, in the text it talks about that the mountain of the Lord's house 
should be established on the top of the mountains. And if you're not careful, you'll miss what he's saying there. The church is a mountain. And he talks about how uh, it was carved out a small stone. Y'all remember that? And in other words, he says it grew into a mountain. And he talks about how the church grows or started small. But then it grew and it grew and it grew. Well, here he's talking about ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Same understanding here. The church is sitting on a mountaintop. The church is sitting on a hill. But don't miss this. The church, he says, it is a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Watch this, verse 15. He says, neither or neither do men light a what? Candle and put it on the bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. You don't hide the light. You let the light shine for everybody in the house. In Jerusalem, they had dirt floors, and they would take these lanterns, and they would light them, and sometimes you would cover them up to hide the light. But over here, God says that we are like that light, but don't, don't put the light out. He says, you are, you are a light, but you are to shine. He says, and it giveth light unto all that are in the what? Are you in the house? Are you in the house? Watch this, verse 16. Let your what? Let your light so shine before what? Before men. Why? That they may do what? see that they may see that they may see they need to see something the world needs to see something in us and they need to see something through us but the bible says let your light that is in the imperative mode that means that this is not a choice this is a command he is mandating for us here it is a divine order let your light so shine what before men every day we ought to let it shine every night we ought to what let it shine. It doesn't matter whether it's night because when you and I are coming, we are the light of the world. Even though we are in darkness, the light remains on. That they may see your good work. What kind of works are you doing? Well, what kind of works are you doing? They need to see your good works and glorify your what? See, every time you do good works, every time you perform good works, every time you practice good works, that glorifies God. Everything that is essentially good speaks towards God because God is essentially what? Good. And everything that you do that's good, it represents and it points to God. We should not be pointing uh, towards our life. We should not point others to pay attention to us, but we should point to others to pay attention to God. Our works, anytime and every time we perform our works, it glorifies the Father, which is in heaven. 
I want to talk to you on the subject this morning. I shall, shall not be long. I want to talk to you on this subject that I've titled, Jesus is not for sale. Jesus is, is not for sale. Uh, I wanted to start off another way, but I, I said, no, I'll do that one another time. Jesus is, is not for sale. <laughs> he's not for sale. Uh, he, he's not for sale. <clears throat> Jesus is not for sale. What if I told you that you and I uh, are walking billboards for God? What if I told you that you and I advertise for God? You and I market God. You and I, we wear this brand that we call Christ or Christianity. Christianity is a brand just like Nike is a brand, that Reebok is a brand. Christianity is a brand. And according to Matthew 5 and verse 16, let your what? Light so shine before who? Men that they may what? See your what? Good works. You and I are marketing for God. We are a display each and every day for the Lord. You are advertising for Christ each and every day. You are not just a walking billboard, but you are a living billboard for the Lord. We wear, we rock the brand of Christianity each and every day. Now, you're either winning or you're failing. It's one of the two. You're either, you're either doing it or you're not. You're either wearing the brand or being clothed with the righteousness of Christ or you're being clothed with the righteousness of this world. Jesus is not for sale. Uh, let's see. He's not for sale. But, but there are some products. <laughs> some of y'all are like, where is he going with this thing? But there are some products. But he's not for sale. But you must buy into him. You must buy into Jesus. You can't buy him. You can't purchase him. You don't have enough money to purchase the Lord. That's why he just gave himself to you. Did you catch that? That was a shouting point. He just gave himself to you. You can't purchase him. You don't have enough to buy him. He's not for sale. He laid down his life. You can't purchase him. You can't buy him. You don't have enough to get him. He laid down his life that you and I might live. He died so that we might live. He died that we might be a walking billboard for him. He's not for sale, but you must buy into him. That's why he says, he that believe it. That word believe it simply means you got to buy into me. Buying into something is a mindset. You have to have a mind shift. You have to buy into Christ. You can't purchase him, but you have to buy into him. The reason why some people don't commit to him because they haven't bought into him. Let me give you some products. Y'all ready for them? Jesus is like a product. 
We don't sell him, but you must buy into him. The Holy Spirit is like a product. You can't buy him, you receive him. The word of God is like a product. You have to read it. You have to study it. You have to buy into the word. That's why some people don't grow. Because they haven't bought into the understanding that I need to read this. Each and every day of my life. If I'm going to be what God wants me to be. Here's what I need to do. It's not a choice. Here's what I need to do. Every single day I must read the word of God. The reason why people don't grow in the Lord is simply because they have not bought into Jesus. They have not bought into the Holy Spirit. They have not bought into reading of his word. They have not bought into worship. That's why this place is not filled from the front to the back. It's because it is only lip service. You got to buy into this thing. And when you buy into it, you will believe what you're buying into. And whatever you buy into or believe, you will walk it out in your life. You do what you want to do. Because that's what you believe yourself to do. You can do whatever you want. I can't get you to do anything. And, there, you know, there's two things that I think that we misunderstand. Uh, and that's convincing and persuasion. <laughs> when I try to convince you, I'm trying to get you to do something that I want you to do. But when I persuade you, I'm trying to, you, to get you to do something that is going to benefit you. That's why the Bible says we persuade men. We don't convince men. We persuade men. What I'm trying to get you to do will benefit your soul. The product. Jesus is like a product. The Holy Ghost is like a product. The Word of God is like a product. Worship is like a product. Fellowship. It's like a product, but you got to buy into it. If you don't buy into it, you will never do it. You have to buy into those things. They're not for sale. You buy into them. You have to believe it before you can act it out in your life. Number one, know your product. If you're going to be in sales, you have to know your stuff. If you work for Foot Locker, if I come in, and ask you about a tennis shoe, and you are a worker in Foot Locker, you don't, you should not say, let me go get the manager. You should be able to say surfacely, you should be able to tell us about every shoe that's in that place. And somebody said, that's a lot of shoes. Yes, it is. But that's the job you wanted. And if that's the job you wanted, you should learn your job and learn it well. And so if you're working in Foot Locker and I come in there and I want some, some, some whatever it is and, and I'm asking you about this shoe, you should be able to tell me about that shoe. You may not know every single detail, but you should at least be able to tell me something why I should buy the shoe. You got to know your product. What you're saying, Brother Bills, you ought to know who Jesus is. Before you try to get somebody to buy into him, you should be able to know who Jesus is for yourself. 
You should be able to know who the Holy Spirit is. You should be able to know the word of God. You should be able to tell people why fellowship. You should be able to practice worship each and every Sunday. Why? Because you cannot tell people about anything you have not learned yet. The product. You have to know your stuff. You have to know your product. Watch this here, number two. If you want to get somebody to buy your products, if you want to get somebody to buy into Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Word, fellowship, and worship, then, then is it working for you? Is it working for you? What, what, what are people seeing? Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In order for people to glorify God or God to be glorified, they got to see stuff in you. How's your life? How's Jesus working for you? How's the Holy Spirit working within you? You're talking about just Jesus this Jesus from Nazareth, how's he working for your life? How's your marriage? Can you keep it? Can you hold it? Is it on the rocks? How's your children living today? How's your life? You can't get folk to buy into Jesus Christ if they can't see Jesus Christ inside of you. You can't get folk to buy into the Holy Spirit of God if they can't see him activated in your life. You can't get folk to buy into reading the Bible if they don't see you live out the Bible. You cannot get folk to buy into the worship if you are not down here on Sunday in the worship. You can't get folk to buy into fellowship in her if you yourself is not fellowship in her with your Christians and brothers and sisters. They got to see it in you. Are you preaching, Brother Vilts? I know I am. Why do you want to try to offer somebody someone and you don't even know him? You know you can be a member of the 30 years in the church and still not have a relationship with Jesus. You shall know them. <laughs> you shall know them by the fruits You shall know them by the fruits that they what? That they bear. Ah, is it working? Is it working for you? Ah. Okay. <clears throat> if you're trying to sell somebody something, you, 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 you're selling them something, right? Remember the difference between convincing and persuasion. People will pay for results. People will pay for results. Are you listening to me? People will pay for results. You got that? Reese, Aaron, Nyjah, Gavin, all of the rest of the young people. Listen to me. People will pay for results. Y'all ain't getting this, huh? See, when you're selling somebody something, don't just sell them to something. You're selling the results. People will pay, like the young folks say, buku money. If you ever get people to see the results, if you can get them to buy into the results, 
just buy in this house. How it's going to make you feel, that's results. If you get them to buy into it, ownership, that's results. Don't just sell the thing, sell them results. They will pay for results. When people go to the marketplace and when they got a headache, when they're buying Tylenol, they're not buying Tylenol, they're buying results. Ibuprofen. They're not buying ibuprofen. They're buying the results. How is going to make them feel? When people smoke weed, they're not buying the weed. They're buying the results. How it will make them feel. If you sell people results, you'll never be without a dollar. Y'all done miss Y'all ain't catching this thing. What are you saying, Brother Vils? It's the results of having a relationship with Jesus. When they see your marriage, though it might struggle, but it's tied together. When you done been through the storms in your life and come out on the other side. When people done seen you been up and you been down, but you're still around. When people can see that in your life, when they see the results, uh, when you're talking about Jesus, stop this trying to get folk to just accept the Lord. Get them to accept the results that's having a relationship with him. We miss so many opportunities with people because we're trying to force people in the church and trying to force the church on people. And one thing that hurts me in the church, and everywhere I go, I hear people saying this, the church of Christ teach. The church of Christ teach. Let me tell you something. The church of Christ teaches because it's a biblical doctrine. It's not a church of Christ's doctrine. Preach, Brother Viltz, I am, but they don't know it. We don't have no doctrine. The church of Christ don't have no doctrine. The doctrine we teach is a scriptural, biblical God doctrine that we got from the apostles by way of the Holy Spirit, but we don't have no doctrine. Let me tell you something else. You can call the Lord's church anything that's in the Bible. Whenever you isolate church of Christ, you make it a denomination of faith. Anything with its own doctrine has to become its own practice. We are the church of Christ because that's one of the descriptive phrases that's in the Bible. But we can be called the kingdom of his dear son. If we would change that sign tomorrow, there would be some folk in other churches of Christ would be flipping upside down because we changed the name to the kingdom of his dear son. But the last time I checked, the kingdom of his dear son was found in the B-I-B-L-E. Stop trying to force people on church of Christ. There are more, there's more than one name in the Bible for the biblical church. And I just like to call it you said it was the assembly. That's what it is, the church, the call out, the ecclesia. That's what they were known as, the believers, the saints. We get caught up. And I know I'm rubbing some of y'all wrong, but it's all right, but you're learning. You can't go around telling people you got to be called the church of Christ. You got to go around telling people you call yourself whatever the Bible say. Woo! Why you rubbing? You rubbing against the grain this morning, Brother Viltz. But it's cool because it's in the Bible. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind talking about if it's in the Bible. 
we have been traditionalizing the church. I don't have the time to talk about that. To the point where we have been traumatized when people try to go against tradition. Y'all ain't got to say amen. Woo, it's right anyhow. And all I'm trying, my job is to make sure you taught the right way. That's my job. Now, when I'm dead and gone, whoever come after me, they can teach whatever they want to teach. But while I'm here, I'm going to teach you the right way. There's more than one thing you can call the church that belongs to Jesus just as long as it's found in the Bible and you can find the practice in the scriptures. What makes us the church of Christ is the practice that we do. If you do what they did, you could become who they were. Say amen when you can. You got to get folk to buy into this thing here. You have to show them the results. When I'm looking at your marriage and you're trying to get mine together, then I, that, that, that ain't going to work with people. When you're trying to get their life together and they're looking at yours, that ain't going to work with people. You give them the why, the reason. You show them the why. This is why. This is why. And you leave that on them. Just show them the why, right? If you go in the store and you got problems with your foot, right? And the man tells you, uh, you ask him, how much is that shoe? And you got a problem with your foot. And your foot, you know, just really, you know, tan you up. He'll tell you that shoe is $120. You will spend the money. Listen to me. You will spend the money, not for the shoe, but because of the results you will get from wearing. Y'all ain't following a preacher this morning. Y'all ain't following. Yeah. Oh, ma'am, that shoe is $200. Can, can I try it on? You try that shoe on and you, ooh, and it works a miracle on your feet. You will pay the money for the shoe because you want the results. See, it is not how much something costs. <laughs> it's, about, it's, about, it's about how much you value yourself. <laughs> oh, I wish I had somebody. <laughs> Let me close. Point number three. Uh, Real manifestations. There's such a thing, and I'm not going to get into that, but there's such a thing called the law of manifestation, right? Something that starts from an idea and it produces into something else. But the law of manifestation. Uh, but real manifestations, that's what we need when we are members of the church. We are practicing Christians, living out the word of truth. When we practice Christianity, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, good works. Listen, real manifestations, people ought to be able to actually see. They ought to be able to actually see, right? See. Can I tell you something? The greatest of all of these things is when we come to worship. Perform good works every day, yes. Perform good works every day, every day. But everything leads up to the first day of the week. Everything leads up to the first day of the week. I say everything leads up to the first day of the week. Everything leads up, y'all, to the first day of the week. See, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, and I don't know how much of, uh, you cannot claim to be a Christian. You cannot and not come down here and worship the Lord on Sunday. I'll say it again. You cannot be a practicing Christian and not come down here on Sunday 
to worship God in spirit and in truth. I meet some people sometime in the restaurants and in the stores, and they're telling me, you know, Brother Vils, you know, man, uh, uh, you know, and, and I ain't saying nothing about the church. And they start talking about you. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing about you. I'm, I, man, it's good to see you. Man, we miss you. You know, we love you. You know, and they're like, Brother Phil, you know, I, you know, I know I haven't been to church. I didn't say nothing about you being the church in a sense. I'm just letting you know we love you. We miss you. What, you know, and even before I can get a word out, you know, oh, preacher, I know I hadn't been there. You know you hadn't been there. But I ain't left the Lord. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you hadn't been there. I want y'all to see something. You hadn't been there. You are absent. Absent, rather. MIA, mission, missing in action. Right? I haven't, but I haven't left the Lord. I just want you to think about that. You don't have to worry about leaving the Lord. He's going to leave you. That, that's what I said. God will not dwell in darkness. You don't have to worry about, he will leave. He cannot dwell in darkness. And, you know, you know I hadn't been there, Brother Vils. You know, I know I hadn't been in worship, but, you know, I still pray. To who? I hadn't been there, but I still pray. I hadn't been, but I read my Bible. You're reading the Bible, but you ain't living it out. Are y'all seeing this? I'm, I'm trying to show you something. Are you seeing this thing here? Everything y'all leads to Sunday. Everything leads to Sunday. Everything leads to Sunday. God wakes you up on Monday. I'm closing. He wakes you up on Monday, on man's day, and give you blessing. Don't miss this. Don't, don't miss this. Don't, don't miss this. He wake you up on Tuesday, man's day, and bless you. He wake you up on Wednesday, on man's day, and he bless you. He bless you, wakes you up on, on Thursday, on man's day. He bless you, wake you up on Friday, on man's day. He bless you, wakes you up on Saturday, on man's day. And then he bless you to get up on Sunday. But you can't come bless him on his day. Man, the whole church should have shot amen on that one. He gave you six days. He blesses you to do your thing on man's day. But Sunday, the Lord's day, you, abs you cancel him. You cancel him. And in the Bible study this morning, when he was talking about, in a prophetic sense, about the church that would come and everybody would come through it and all nations would flow through it, 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 the church. The church, in a sense, don't even understand the church. On Sunday is really where it goes down. Because everything comes together on the Sunday. The Christians all come to one place on the Sunday. On the Lord's. And there's some people who are still in God's day. They're robbing him of his day. You better be careful what you're doing. 
And I like the verse, and we said it not long ago, you know, uh, folk would say, Lord, Lord, or rather they say, Lord, Lord, uh, uh, have I done this in your name? Haven't I, I done this, cast out devils uh, in your name? Haven't I done many one of good works in your name? And you say, I never knew you. Four sad words, I never knew you. But I did this. Church, when we invite people to come, to come to worship, when we invite them to come to worship, Jesus is now on display through us. The Holy Spirit is on display through us. Fellowship is on display through us. Worship is on display through us. The word of God, it will be alive through us. Everything becomes on display through us. When people come, I'm talking about when visitors come in the worship arena on Sunday morning. They should see real manifestations through that sister, through that brother, through that sister, through that brother, through that brother, through that sister. Everybody in the church ought to manifest the fruits of the spirit. Now you might be on a different level, but they ought to be able to see love. Kobe, is that making sense to you? Okay, now I know if you can catch it. Reese, is that making sense to you? If that's making sense to y'all, I know everybody else should be able to get it. When I come down here, y'all, when I come down here, when I come down here, Sister Bristol, I'm going to stop right here. People should be able to see I love you. No, 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 I want y'all to work with me this morning, all right? They should, I'm talking about visitors. When they come down here, they should be able to see me loving Sister Brista. I don't have to give her $100 bills to love her, but they should be able to see me loving her based upon my, my, my speech, my talk, my conversation, my body language, everything. They should be able to see me when we walk past each other. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. How you doing? They got folk who come to church. They got folk who sit right before them, and they don't even say good morning. Y'all ain't going to help me this morning, but I'm trying to teach you something. Listen, listen, real manifestations. They ought to be able to see it. They ought to be able to see it from the pulpit down. They ought to, if somebody is hurting, they ought to be able to see people hover around them. Sit them down lovingly. Not trying to beat them over the head to try to get something out of them. Love them. Just love them. They, they crying. They just crying in tears. All you got to do is walk over to them and just hug them. You ain't got to say a word. Just, just hug them. Hold them close to you. And just tell them, look, I'm... I'm ready whenever you're ready. They should be able to see. Are y'all following me? They should see that in us. And we talk about we the church of Christ. Man, look. Look, man, you got to stop saying who you are and be who you are, man. We don't need to tell them who we are. The Bible didn't say tell them. The Bible said they shall see, love each other. And by this all men will know. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Kevin Hart was talking not long ago, and Kevin Hart was saying, talking about happiness. And uh, he was talking about happiness and his happiness, and he was talking about he was in a bubble. Kevin was talking about how he was in this bubble, and now he's found happiness. He talks about in the bubble, there's a force that is surrounding the bubble that keeps him from having keep him having the happiness that he have, has in his life. And I got to thinking about that. Every Christian is actually like Kevin Hart. They're living in a bubble. Christianity is a bubble around us. It's not the so-called force, but I call it fellowship. 
No, 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 I want you to watch this. The fellowship. And you, heard me, you hear me quote this scripture a lot, 1 John 1, 7. If you walk in the light, as he is in the light, you have fellow. Fellowship. One with another, and the blood of Christ cleanses you from all your sin. Fellowship. Stay in fellowship with him. It's the fellowship that protects us. If you walk in the what? As he is in the, you will have. Don't, 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 don't get bothered by this. Don't get bothered by this. Don't get bothered by this. Three times for emphasis sake. It's like the word literally means intercourse. Y'all got that? Y'all all right with that, huh? That's what it means. It's a sharing in two. It's a practicing partnership. It's a communion. That's what Christ has with us. Y'all following that? And whenever we have that, y'all, that's our protection. We don't have to worry about nothing. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, who going to touch you? Who going to mess with you? I'm going to tell you one day about this purpose thing one day. But listen, when you walk in your purpose, I'm going to give you one point already. You're walking in your power. When you're walking in your purpose, can't nobody stop you from getting to your destination. Now, they can slow you down. They can stand in your way. But can't nobody stop you when you're walking in your purpose. Can't stop you. No weapons formed against me shall then say the weapons were not formed. Fellowship. You'll never walk in darkness if you walk, if you are in fellowship with God. You won't die before your time if you, fellow, if you walk in fellowship. You won't miss out what God has for you if you walk in fellowship. <laughs> it's about being in fellowship with him. You, you'll know where you're going when you're in fellowship. You're walking in the light, y'all. You're not only walking in the light, but you're walking with now, who don't want to walk with the light? That's my lesson to you today. Jesus is not for sale, but we have to get people to buy into, into him. But you can't get anybody to buy into him if they, first of all, don't see you have bought into him. Stop talking about it. Stop talking. Just be about it. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to tell people you make six figures a year. They, they can see that. You, you, don't have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to do that. Just be about it, like you said. Just be about it. Just be about it. That's all you have to do. And listen, there are some we will win for Christ, and there are some we will not. It is not your job to save the world. <laughs> it's your job to be a light. You come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting, confessing Jesus, being buried in the baptism of water, and become a child of the living God. You're, you're a child of God and you got sin in your life. And the thing about it is, look, y'all, ain't nobody in here perfect. The only thing that is perfect in here, the only thing that is perfect in here besides God is the word. It's the word. We can't even keep that. <laughs> Amen. Don't look at me strange. We can't even keep that. I don't care who you are. 
And I, I don't like to talk to people who, who are perfect. I don't like to talk to perfect people because I, I don't believe perfect people ought to be on the earth. I think they ought to be in heaven. It's like at school the other day, one little fella said, told the lady, told the cafeteria worker, she, he said, he says, I'm a man. <laughs> cafeteria worker told him, she said, well, son, you're in the wrong place. If you perfect, y'all in the wrong place. <laughs> there ain't but one thing perfect up in here, and that's the word of truth. If you got sin in your life, all you got to do is this. I have sinned. I have sinned. And I asked the church to pray for me. And you know what the members should do? When we start praying, pray for them. Don't try to examine him. Pray for them. If you stand and say, I've sinned. If I stand up and say, i sin, What did Brother Vilch do? He sinned. That's what he did. Same thing everybody else in this world does. And he died for you. And he died for me. And you get your forgiveness and I can get mine too. Now why we do that to each other? I wonder what, you know, we, somebody say, Sister Young stood up, and I'm using a good Christian. Sister Young stood up there, and <laughs> you saw that, huh? Sister Young said, I've sinned, and folk looking at her. Your job is to drop your head and pray. That, that's it. That, that's all you got to do. That, that's it. We don't need to do none of that other, none of that other stuff. And, and, and when somebody say, I've sinned, you know, I'm struggling, then, then, then we respond. Don't react, respond. In Christian love, considering ourselves. They are sin, they are they're struggling and right now. Tomorrow might be us. It's our job to go to them and what? Love them, that's it. Don't try to pry anything out of their life, just love them. Love them, love them. If that's your desire, ask for strength, whatever it might be. This is where it all goes down, right here. This is the real healing place. As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? And